Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to House Talk Radio, where you'll hear from experts across the country educating you on all things house. Here are your hosts, Tony and Wendy Gambone. All right, welcome to the show. My name is Tony Gambone, and I'm here with my beautiful wife, Wendy Gambone. Hello, hello. And uh, we're here today. Wondering when the music is going to stop. Wow, that's that. a long one. Long introduction there. Yeah, oh, we there started we go. too soon. Maybe we're just Maybe too excited to be back on the air. Yeah, again. Together, it's been a while. Uh, yes, ma'am, it has been. I've had to do a lot of shows by myself okay. because you stay pretty busy. Okay. And uh, well, anyway, we're excited today. Uh, we get to talk about real estate, and that is something that, uh, well, is very. Uh, it's very informational it's for very us. very interesting and exciting, especially the last couple of years, yeah. the way things have been going. So. Uh, yeah, the real estate market here in the Houston area is crazy. But, hey, before we get started, mm-hmm. let's give them the laundry list out there, okay? If you want to call into the show, it's 347-989-1363. Uh, you can listen by dialing in 347-989-1363, or you can press 1 to connect to the switchboard, and we'll get you up to ask our guest or us a question. You can find us on Facebook under Tough Talk Radio Network or just Tony Gambone or Wendy Gambone. We'd love to make connections with people, and we're always looking for guests to come on the show to talk about something that has to do with your house. Maybe you're a cleaning service. Uh, I, uh, maybe you sell homeowners insurance. Maybe you're a contractor, or maybe you're a real estate agent, title company. You name it. Yep. If it has something to do with your Second. house. What is that? Inspectors are Inspectors, good. Inspectors, yep. investors. Investors. People looking to buy a house so we can connect them with our real estate friends. There's there just all go. kinds of opportunity here. And uh, you can do that by going to housetalkradio.com, select the button that says become a guest, and then you can go in and fill out an a, uh, application to be on a show with a time and schedule that fits your schedule. So excited about that. You can also email us at info at toughtalkradionetwork.com. Okay, I think I got that's, it all out. That's a right? lot of information, yeah. Yeah, and we'll say it again later. Um, and if you missed it all, because you just tuned go, in late. Go back and listen to the recording. Amen. There you go. Yeah. Okay, so Wendy and I have been doing House Talk Radio for almost two years now, and uh, we uh, always get excited about the show because of the different information that is provided to our listeners, and truth be known, it's just like we're in school. We get to learn as, as well. Very so we're very excited so. about Good. that. Um, when I know that you wanted to talk a little bit about uh, uh, some of the things that we do in our company, but I would rather wait a little bit, talk about that at the end of the show, and get, get our guest up on here. So without wasting any time, I want to first got to play a commercial. Oh, okay. I have to do it. Our sponsors. It's just Are we going to at least tell the people who our guest is today? No, we're going to keep them in suspense. Oh, okay. No, well, our guest is a gentleman by the name of, well, you, you introduce him. 
Mr. Kerry Josephson. He is a number one real estate agent here in the Houston area, and he's going to bring us some great information. And honestly, if anybody has any questions, now's the time to call in to get ready to ask because I'm sure he will have the answers. Well, and he is a, a, he's part of the of a growing team mm-hmm. called Property Joe's at Kell mm-hmm. Williams Memorial here in the Houston area. But we're going to talk more about him, him here in a second. I just want to uh, get our uh, – where is it? There it is. We're going to play this commercial, and we'll be right back. Do you know a family fighting cancer? The Jest Foundation nonprofit was founded right here in Katy, Texas, by cancer survivor Michelle Perzan whose vision is to assist those currently fighting by providing grants to help support family needs, whether spiritually, emotionally, or financially. Michelle and her family know all too well that there comes a time when the day-to-day needs we take for granted become impossible. Just Foundation has been able to bless 100% of the applications submitted, and now they need your help. Find out more by going to JustFoundation.org. All right. Welcome back. If you just tuned in late, it's not a problem. My name is Tony Gambone, and I'm here with my co-host, Wendy Gambone. We haven't gotten to the good stuff yet anyway. It's okay. exactly correct. And this is House Talk Radio. It's on every Wednesday, 1 p.m. Central Standard Time on the Tough Talk Radio Network here on the suburbs of Houston, a little town called Katy, which is growing and growing and growing. Not so little anymore. Real estate is just booming here. They're building houses faster than they can send out checks to the people in the United States. Anyway, so <laughs> totally another show. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so. <laughs> so yeah, went off the track there. Mm-hmm. That's what happens when you watch the news in the morning, okay? Yeah. Your mind gets crazy and yeah. stuff just starts Don't do it. Out. Don't do it. Yeah, just don't do it. Okay, so let's focus. You ready? I'm ready. Okay, so without wasting any more time, I want to introduce Kerry Josephson, uh, who, as I mentioned, is a – a, a big player in the property, Joe's at Keller Williams, and uh, him and, and and Joe at Property Joe's are growing a team that's just, well, it's grown pretty fast. Yeah. And with the market the way it is, I don't see it slowing down anytime soon. So without wasting any time, Kerry, welcome to the show. Well, thank you very much. I was afraid that after you told them who was going to be on the show before the commercial, we might clear the switchboard and nobody be there. So hopefully people are still here. So I'm excited to be here. We're excited to have you. Carrie, yeah. what we'd like to do is get uh, our guest to tell the people a little bit about who, who you are, where you're from, where you're calling in from. Okay, let's just start with those two easy questions, and then we'll get to the stumpers. <laughs> Fantastic. So my name's Carrie Josephson, and... I've already forgot the questions. Where I'm from, I'm from Texas. I grew up in Texas. I grew up in East Texas, so I was just out there this past weekend. So way out, almost to Shreveport, Louisiana, so Longview, Texas. And I am calling you from Spring Branch, right across the freeway from Memorial City here in Houston. Not too far. Yeah, awesome. That's one of my wife's favorite places to go shopping. (laughs) <laughs> so, anyway, so Carrie, you know, we had the pleasure of meeting you. Geez, I want to oh think back gosh, now. COVID made, made life seem like 100 years long. So <laughs> I would say we're on maybe three to four years that we've known you. 
and uh, we have been able to build a relationship with you and Joe. We've had the opportunity to go out to dinner. We've had coffee. We've done everything possible to grow a friendship, and we're super excited about having you on the show to talk about real estate. Uh, now, real estate isn't something you've always been in. Uh, tell the people where you started and how, what brought you to real estate. So I started in telecom. So I managed uh, – I carried a bag, so to speak, in selling telecommunications, whether it was wireline services to large companies, whether it was solutions to large companies, or it was wireless, you know, once we got down that path and um, moved up through the ranks in both Sprint and AT&T and had folks um, basically had teams, sales teams all over the country. And so I stayed on the road. I would get up in the morning on a Sunday morning, look at my calendar, and determine what city I was going to be in that week. I'd be gone, mm. and then I would come back on a, I don't know, like a Friday morning, Friday evening, and I would watch on Facebook and see everybody going to parties, doing their thing, and I decided I would jump into real estate, and uh, it's been awesome being at home. I mean, literally staying in your market. You know, unless you wanted to go on vacation. I mean, it's really been nice. I've enjoyed it. Yeah, I think a lot of people think that those that get to travel for work, oh, they're so lucky they get to go places all the time. But I imagine that gets pretty old pretty quick. Well, I love the comment when people say, mention, um, okay, how did you pay for your hotel room? I bet you had plenty of points, right? And my point (laughs) really was, especially like the folks that worked for me that had to travel is as you started watching their points get more and more, you really needed to be careful because you earn those points and it becomes a pain. I mean, you know, that's every point you earn is an hour away from your family basically. And um, so, yeah, people think it's glamorous and whatnot, but I was always in like, you know, outside the city limits in St. Louis, or, I mean, it was always in, like, little bitty towns, and so it was never, no, no, no you know, lining and dining, and no, there was not, I wasn't in New York, or, you know, some of these big, you know, markets that offer all kinds of great food, and all of that, so, good times, it was, it was a good time, though, I did enjoy it when I did it. Yeah, at least you have the experiences and you know what it's all about. So you will never wonder if it's something that you missed out on. You know what? One of the things that really impacts my job today from all of that, aside from the sales experience and how to work with people, but one thing is I can figure out a way to work from anywhere. Right? If I'm driving down the freeway mm-hmm. and I need to write a contract, I'm looking for a hotel lobby it's going to be big enough. It's going to have a room enough for me to be able to set up at a table that nobody's going to question whether I should be there or not. And um, right, they don't know. Half the That's time they'll bring idea. water. They'll bring. I mean, yeah, exactly. I mean, I am super good at figuring <laughs> out where to work. And there's right there. Yes, that's right. That's, I'm telling that's awesome. You. I love that. I love that. So, Carrie, let me ask you: Why real estate? You know. Sometimes a career picks you, and sometimes you pick a career. And in this scenario, I really 
picked real estate. I mean, this was an intention that I had. I, I spent several years getting ready for it. So Joe Giosana, my partner, he's my personal partner as well as my professional partner. He's been in real estate for some time, and I spent a lot of time watching and uh, hearing the, the comments, you know, from clients and spending time with clients. And then, luckily, an opportunity of spending time with top agents and hearing their concerns and the things they complained about and the things they complained about, let me tell you, was nothing compared to what I had to complain about, about getting stuck in Atlanta for the fifth time this year or getting stuck in Chicago or, you know, without your luggage and trying to find the toothbrush. and The things they were complaining about, I was just like, oh, my goodness. And <laughs> once I got to be able to spend time with clients, yeah, I realized aside from helping them make this huge decision, I'm also helping them decide, you know, where they're going to take pictures of their kids at the beginning of school each year, where they're going to put up the Christmas tree, you know, where they're going to raise, you know, put the crib. I mean, I really am in the middle of their family, and it's it, it just a really neat experience for sure. Yeah, you literally get to change their lives. Clearly. And, or okay, watch so- them change it. But still, yeah, for sure. And and, you know, I mean, even years later, when it comes time that they want to sell and, and move on to the next place, I have the opportunity to be able to see all those memories that they're taking with them because we do our business, and I know we'll get to this, but we do our business by referrals, So, which means I don't advertise, I don't um, buy leads and call a bunch of leads. I continue to stay in touch with my clients. And so, you know, I'm seeing those pictures of their kids each year or, you know, where they hung the Christmas lights or what color they are this year and um, all that yeah. kind of stuff. I, I'm in touch the whole time. So. Yeah, we have we have the experience of when we work in people's houses doing remodels, it's usually a two- to six-week job. So, we have the opportunity to build that same type of relationship where, you know, Johnny might have been in third grade and then, you know, come uh, 10, 12 years later, we're going back to do another update in the house and, you know, Johnny's uh, just finishing up high school. So it's really it's really great to build those relationships. I have a question sent in by Lee Farb that is asking, uh, why do you think – oh, no, wait, let me read that again – do you think that the real estate market's going to slow down here in Houston? Well, I'll tell you. Um, I stay in touch with and follow several analysts over the course of, of the year, and each one kind of speaks at different times. And the what, what we're forecasting right now nationally and Houston – follows that same trend, we tend to be a little bit higher on uh, volatility, at least in the last three or four years. But what I, my forecast is in line with one of the individuals that I follow super closely, so I didn't stream all this up on my own. And um, long intro, but I anticipate us to be 
super heavy like we've been this entire year for Q1 and Q2 for the second quarter and the first quarter of 2022. And then we should start mm-hmm. to think, see things slow down a little bit for price points under 600000 Anything above 600000 we don't expect to see the um, – the volatility change at all. So we'll continue to see the same pace. And what's impacting that is interest rates. So we would anticipate by mid-third quarter, we're going to be in the high 3.7s, so 3.7%. We do not expect it to go over 4. And I'm not a lender, so I can talk about interest rates. And um, But what I would say is, you know, if I – could anticipate interest rates to the percentage point, tenth to the percentage point, I would not be a real estate agent. I'd be hedging my bets on the internet. So, but um, I would expect the speed. Long answer is I expect the speed to stay pretty swift in Q1 and Q2, and that we should see, see things slow down under 600 in three and four. I'm going to level out a little bit. So is it safe to say by the year 2023, the market should adjust a little bit. So, uh, for instance, you know, if you bought a property last year for say 275,000, and this year it's up to 325, what do you think the chances of it going back to 275 are in the year 23 or 24 or 25? I think the chances are very, very low. Our demand is so mm. high in our market, and it, it's, it's being generated by a variety of things, whether it's people moving to our market from other states mm. for employment, whether it's people moving to our market from other states because of politics, or it is – I mean, we have this behemoth of a, a group. You know, we – Talk about the baby boomers a lot and, you know, what they do kind of swings and, and changes the market. Um, we're really seeing, finally, we're seeing the millennials start to buy homes. And they, it's like they all decided at once. And they are the biggest group we have right now. And we were in a housing shortage before COVID. I mean, we do not expect mm-hmm. prices to come down. Now, what we don't what we also expect is that as the Fed starts to manipulate the interest rates, we will see fewer people be able to get into the market. So use that same example, Tony, that you were saying as far as that, the house that was purchased. And let's say that the, the family that purchased that home had to compete against, I don't know, 10 other offers. Scott and Katie, it is nothing, and I am not exaggerating, for you to see, especially this past summer, for somebody sub- to submit an offer, come in a good 30K above, and be competing with another, wow. I don't know, 25 other offers on the table. What I think you wow. see as we proceed into the year and we pass third and fourth quarter and maybe 2023 and so on, we're not going to see those competing offers. We're, I mean, we're going to go back to, uh, you know, we'll see maybe one to three offers at a time, but we're not going to see 20 plus, I don't think. 
Wow, that's crazy. Well, yeah, everybody from California should be living here by then. <laughs> Maybe. You're right. I mean, that, that'll may normalize. Um, and I will say that if you look at, and I don't have the, the experience to talk a lot about California, but if you look at California real estate, it does not resemble a market where everybody's living. I mean, their their numbers are mm, right. just like everybody else. So, um, now we don't see the the big swings that California sees, right? I mean, so so you know they'll see these big swings up and then these big drops in their price point. Whereas here, we just see a steady increase. I mean, we had a, a pretty big increase, you know, during COVID and and in the last I don't know twenty four months or so. But um, we don't normally see that. We just see a steady increase here, and unless you're in some of our smaller areas of town, like the Heights, Katy, um, some parts of the Woodlands, and that, that's where you'll see some of the spikes, generally. Let me ask you about this, Carrie. I've heard people talking about um, all these digital real estate what things that are popping up everywhere. They say real estate agents are going to be something of the past. What do you think about that? Well, like the open houses. Yeah, it's funny. And- I was talking to a client last night, actually. It's super ironic that, that you bring it up. So I was talking to a client last night. So he's getting ready to sell his home. He already knows who wants to buy it. It's a family member. And was just asking my advice. It had nothing to do with um, – getting ready to take the listing or anything like that at the beginning of the conversation. But he said, you know, kind of what should I be aware of? And, you know, my point was really make sure he's got enough money and he can close. That's, 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 that's the big thing. First off as a seller, he said, well, he's going through his third divorce right now. And he, um, he'll have the, the divorce will be settled sometime in February and started going down this path, and I'm like, okay, so um, so he's got money? He's like, oh, no, 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 I've got a pre-approval here. And I said, do they know he's going through this other divorce? He's like, well, I don't know. He goes, well, I said, Is, are there children involved? He said, yeah. I said, do they know how much he's going to be spending in child support? And he said, well, I don't know. And I said, okay, if that lender doesn't know all of this, your pre-approval doesn't really mean anything. And electronically, right. go back to that, that same scenario, electronically it checks all the boxes, but when somebody sits down, a computer's not the person approving the deal. When somebody sits down and starts looking at everything, um, they're going to go to court records, they're going to go everywhere and look and see what's going on. Um, that's experience you can't program into the system, quite frankly. And right. so to give to that. Family. Right. I never thought that. And so, uh, yeah, so I think there's a place. Sense. I really do. We, we call them eye buyers, internet buyers. I do think there's a place for mm-hmm. eye buyers, and both in our market and elsewhere. It does create an opportunity for somebody to get out of the house quickly. And then that eye buyer, when they buy it, um, they typically fix up the home at the minimal that um, they have to do it, and then they resell it. But they buy it generally 40% lower than I could get it. For, could sell it for. So, so that being said, I mean, I think there's a place for them. I will say that you know, there's a couple of really large companies out there that 
had been following that model, and they found that it doesn't work for them. And now they're laying people off and everything else. So I think it's a certain segment, though. I really do. Yeah, I, I don't think that the having the expert by your side when you're spending that kind of money yeah. is really ever going to go away with smart people. Um, wow. And I and I say that you know by meaning that if you're going to go spend two, three, four, five hundred thousand dollars or more, okay, like you said, you want to make sure that everything is going to work properly, that there's no hiccups. Okay, especially in today's market where people swoop in and throw cash down just so it doesn't have to be a problem getting appraised. And maybe if you're a cash buyer, would that be a good way of going? But other than that, I think having someone by your side to to, yeah. to navigate the whole way is, is it's not like you're buying something off of Amazon. Okay, I mean, you need, you need to talk to somebody about that. So I think it's real important to have someone by your side. Yeah, because I think you made a great point too. by saying the computer doesn't know everything. Yeah, I mean, well, and the other thing is, is that even as a cash buyer, quite frankly, you may be in a scenario where, you know, sometimes people will ask me out of the gate, you know, I don't care if we are driving down the street or we schedule time to look at this property, but they'll be like, oh, do you think that's a good price for that house? And I'm like, well, I think it is. But I've got to run the numbers to really understand if it's a good price because at the end of the day, they're really, given the demand of our market, there's not a lot of bad deals out there unless you pay way too high. Mm-hmm. And then it's going to take a while to make right. up for that. And, um, and even a cash buyer has a limit as to when they want to stay in the house. And so – even if they have unlimited cash, which, I mean, I've not met any of those people, but if they have unlimited cash, <laughs> they don't necessarily have limit. They do have limited time. They want to hold the property. And usually it's less than six years. I mean, hmm. you know, and so if you sold it, we are all accustomed to making a little money on the house when we sell, even quickly. And when you sell it and you've got to come out of pocket to – to you know, pay off the loan and things, you definitely won't do it again without a professional by your side, for sure. Just won't. Mm-hmm. Now, Terry, do you guys work with investors? We do. We do. And, you know, investors typically follow a, a model of, you know, depending on who they are, I've got one that he wants almost the exact same floor plan every time. I mean, the exact same floor plan, he wants one garage door, not two. I mean, and it's really kind of understanding, you know, what, what it is that he wants and what part of town he wants to be, he or she wants to be in. Uh, but, yeah, we work with investors quite a bit, definitely. Okay, so – I have been working with realtors being in the remodeling business for, well, for a long, 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 long time. (laughs) And in today's market, maybe it's not as important to have your house updated because, I mean. People are buying them regardless. Yeah, you can't find find a house. house. But as a standard practice, um, do you agree that their kitchens and their bathrooms and their front entry 
it all be something that has a wow factor to it because that's what keeps the people moving through the house to take a look at things? I couldn't agree more. I have, I mean, case in point, you know, you think, okay, even in this market, you know, a dog's going to get a an offer. Um, I, there's a neighborhood that I have a client, He the specific neighborhood he wants to be in. Um, he's spending 900000 or more. And we went to one property, They had, and this was four weeks ago, five weeks ago. They had 25 offers. We didn't get it. Then we went to the next house that came on the market, and the kitchen and bathroom were not updated. The entryway was it just it just wasn't in good condition. I mean, not even a wow factor, but just not good condition. And um, looked at it. Of course, we did not. He did not receive with an offer. We just went under contract mm-hmm. yesterday on one around the block from him. Again, updated kitchen, updated bathrooms. Um, there's a little bit of work to be done on it, but um, but nothing, nothing in the kitchen and bathrooms. And we got it. We were able to get the, the contract, and they, they went with us. But let me tell you that that second house I just mentioned, they'll sit there under, um, without a contract. Nobody's got it. Wow. And you know if. A, if you want top dollar, it needs to look top dollar. But B, if people feel like they've got to do too much, even in this market, mm-hmm. they're not they're not going to do it. They're just not. Carpet's another thing. Those of us that, that right. I mean, there's a lot of people out there that don't want carpet, right? But those properties that have carpet in it better look mm. clean. If it doesn't look clean, people are going to assume that the whole house is dirty. <laughs> and and that's you know uh, that's what the importance of having a realtor by your side yep. that's been doing this more than a week mm-hmm. so that you, they can explain to you that yeah okay so carpet never made me act funny in later in life but no one today especially people with children mm-hmm. want anything to do with carpet unless maybe it's on the stairs and so there's a lot of little things you know or maybe you have six different bold colors in the first floor that has seven rooms you know so there's there's a lot of little things that the realtor knows that the homeowner doesn't know because well they liked it they picked those colors you know and they've lived on that carpet for 25 years and it was fine so there's a lot of things like that that is important carrie you know we run out of time quickly on the show but what i want to talk to you about is uh, the power of networking i know you and I, we met in a network setting. I know that you lead a networking group. But I want realtors out there that are listening to this show that might be just getting into the market, or maybe they're looking to get on a team and they can connect with you that way as well. But how, what do you think the power of building relationships through networking groups, how does that help a realtor? You know, I think it depends on how you want to work. So. I mentioned before we do business by referral or by relationship, and the the really really nice thing about doing business by relationship is when somebody refers me, I get some of their some of the trust that the client has in them. I get it automatically because I'm associated with them. And when mm-hmm. you're in a networking group, 
the same thing happens. And uh, now I will say that every once in a while I'll get a lead off of a sign uh, that, that somebody calls, like a sign in our um, houses that we have for list, right? So they don't know me from anybody. And I'm reminded every time I do that, what a it's a beatdown because they don't know me. I don't really know them. And so we're te- doing that testing and everything else, period, that goes on. Um, but, but speaking specifically to realtors on that, you know, you can call leads and you can work hard to build that relationship with folks or you can work hard to build relationship with pe- relationships with people that you're going to see regularly those that you know in your personal life, those that you know professionally that are going to refer you. And it's a much better experience when you're working with somebody. I mean, they become your friends. I joke with Joe all the time that, that for some reason, you know, if we're not careful, you know, we look up at the end of the year and all the people we socialized with were our clients because we enjoy them that much. And, you know, whether it's they've referred us somebody and then now we're going out to dinner with both the person they referred and them, or it's, you know, a party that we've thrown because of all the referrals we've received, but, but, and then we get more, right? And so um, it's a much more enjoyable way to work at the end of the day, is what I would say. Um, and you've got to stay on it. You can't not be in touch with it. You, you've got to continually be in touch with your database, and you've got to pick a networking group to be a part of and you've got to continually give to the networking group and you've got to continually be engaged with them. You can't go to a networking group at the first of the month and then show up at the first of the second month from like first of January and then show up in March and think you're going to get referrals. People don't know you. They've got to get to know you first. So I hope and it's about building the relationship. Kind of ramble. Yeah. It is. <laughs> That was awesome. Really yes, you that. answered it very, very well. Well, and, and also, Carrie, what makes you good at networking and what makes you a good agent in the market is you don't go to networking groups selling who you are. You go to networking groups to meet people and learn who they are, mm-hmm. okay? And you cannot build a relationship by selling. No. You can build a relationship by questioning people, finding out who they are, see what commonalities you have, and then move from there. That's the way they're going to remember who you are, okay, And uh, versus, oh, yeah, I met that guy. I think he was the guy that was shoving a business card in my face at a networking group. That doesn't work. So if you're out there and you're looking to network, just Take your time. Go out there and serve. It's a time. It's a process. Mm-hmm. Now, Carrie, you were a trainer in sales, and obviously that really helped you uh, become better at real estate. Uh, we know that Joe built a, a huge book of business while you were in the corporate world. Uh, he's been a big uh, leader at Keller Williams and Memorial for a long time now. Um, but now, now that you're – out of the sales realm, and you're into real estate, and I want people to understand how important this is, you still get coaching, outside coaching to help you make yourself better. And, and I think that's a key component to anyone in the market that has something to do with sales, mm-hmm. okay? You have to keep coaching. Can you give a little bit on that? You bet. You bet. I would not do this job without having a business coach. 
Actually, I've never done this job without having a business coach. I started with a business coach, and I have continued that. And it's a coach that is – my coach is focused on how to do business by referral. So so it's a good fit, right? But um, even though – you know, I'm I'm that guy that goes to the doctor and they say, hey, we need to run a few tests because we think it might be this. I'm like, no, it's not. It's not bad. It's this instead. <laughs> and and some doctors yeah. will let me do that, right? And um, and I don't have any issues, so you know, no, no worries there. But your coach should not let you do that. And I, uh, my coach, I remember, you know, the first time I did that, he was like, well, that's awesome. I know you think this won't work in your market, but why don't we just give it a try? <laughs> and I'm like, okay, you're right. And, um, and sometimes I was right, sometimes he was right. Most of the times he was right, right? And so, but it is worth every penny you pay for that coaching. Um, if nothing more to know, I've got to get another transaction close because i got to pay for my coaching, right? And, um, but yeah, and that coach needs to be able to see your activity. And I mean not your activity as far as number of closings and things like that, but they need to be able to look into your CRM, whatever kind of system you're using to track your daily activity, but you need to track your daily activity and your coach needs to see it because they need to be able to call you on whether or not you made all the calls you committed to or you know, whatever the actions you made a commitment to do, they need to be able to see if you tracked it or not, not just you telling them that. Because we got on the phone with our coach, and it's so easy. He's like, did you do that? Oh, yeah, I did that. Did you do this? Oh, yeah, I did that. I mean, when in reality, I know I didn't, but I'll do it twice as much this week, and so it'll be the truth later. And that just doesn't work. It doesn't. I mean, he or she has got to see your productivity for sure. That keeps you accountable to get it done when you're supposed to get it done. It does. Sure. And, you know, the funniest yes. thing to me is I have, I, I have a, um, a small group here in Houston that, uh, that it's a synergy group. So we meet twice a month to kind of go over our numbers and compare and, you know, get motivation from each other. And uh, we had one person in there, and we each committed to making so many calls a week and doing some other stuff with our, our database. And she came back, and she was, I didn't do it because I took the week off. And, or I took two days off, so I just figured I'll start again next week. And I'm like, well, you do realize your results are now a week out further, right? I mean, I can always look back. I don't like where I'm at as far as the number of closings for the month. Look back 90 days and see what I was doing. And maybe – I had taken a lot of time off or I had other stuff going on. And, I mean, you're going to pay for it one way or the other. So, yeah, coaching yeah. is super important for sure. Okay, so we're just about at the end of the clock. But what I'd like my guests to do is give a piece of advice moving into 2022. If you're looking to buy real estate, I mean, other than the obvious, right, call Carrie Josephson. And, and uh, before let's do the advice, then we're going to give them all the contact information. But what's a piece of advice you'd like to leave them with moving into next year, knowing what you know? 
So knowing what I know, so my daughter is getting ready to buy a house this year uh, in 2022, and I've got a couple of other people, obviously clients, that are getting ready to do that. So I've had these conversations, and what I would encourage you to do is the, the best piece of advice I can offer is be real specific on what you want, and we'll obviously have a real estate agent to help coach you through all of this, but also get your pre-approval done as quick. I mean, tomorrow, get it done tomorrow because we want to get you looking early in the year because the longer we wait, the more realistic or uh, likely it is that the price you pay for that same house is going to be more. And I don't mean because the price went up on the house. I mean because the interest rate went up. So prices are not going to be more spiking. I mean, we don't see that. But the house you may want, you may not be able to qualify for it if we wait too long. So, Mm. So my best advice is get approved really quick so we can start finding that property for you so that you get as much house now because you're not going to be able to get the same amount of house for the same dollar in February or March. Or and as the, each month goes, it's more likely that those interest rates are going to be higher, for sure. Hmm. Good stuff. Good, good, good advice. Stuff. How can people contact you? Because but I also want to say, say oh, let me just answer one question. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Tony. No. Well, if they want to, like, you know, after listening to this, they're like, we better make our move right now. How can they contact you? You bet. So one other thing I want to say is 3.7, if we if we make it to 3.7%, is still a spectacular rate. So I don't want to scare anybody. <laughs> Y'all, people were paying 10% right, in my lifetime. Yeah, so just know oh, that, you know, we're talking about the difference of, you know, right around 3 and 3.7. But how to get a hold of me is Carrie Josephson, K-E-R-I Josephson. Yeah, look me up, LinkedIn, Facebook, wherever you want to go, I'm everywhere. Hashtag the property Joes, T-H-E, the property Joes. If you put that into Instagram, you're going to see all of our posts. Of course, my phone number is 832-368-1754. But you can find us on social media anywhere you look. Awesome. Awesome. Man, I can't thank you enough. You know, I've been spending a while trying to get you on this show. A lot of great information. And you're so busy, it's hard to get you here. I know you guys are heading out for your yearly vacation, one of them anyway, for the holidays. And we won't mention how we're over here (laughs) and we're jealous. But we hope you have a safe trip, a Merry Christmas, and, and a Happy New Year. We look forward to seeing you guys when you get back. Thank you so much. It's been great getting to know you guys, too. I, we didn't, I didn't mention that, but you guys have been really, really good, especially I've had some freak-out moments where I've had to call Tony and go, oh, my gosh, what do I do? And he's like, settle down. It's really not that expensive, and this is what you do. And I'm like, oh, okay. So, anyways, good being a part of it. Thanks, guys. Thank right, you, bye. Carrie. Take care. We'll talk to you soon. Okay, folks, uh, that is our show. We ran a little bit long, but you know what? We're silks. So excited about doing this show. I don't care if we have to cut our, our, our ending short. Yeah, because the information, oh, my gosh, it's just I, I had 18 more questions, but we'll have to have them we'll on get, again. I'd like to get them back here quarterly 
yeah. to give us some information, and maybe we can bribe Joe oh, on the show idea. as well, or yeah. get them both on here. So uh, make sure to reach out to Carrie, 832-368-1754, for real estate opportunities. And if you if you if all fails, okay, contact me, info at Tough Talk Radio Network, and I'll personally do an introduction with Carrie and yourself. So that's our show for today. Uh, this is the last house. No, wait. No, wait. There's more. We have one more next week, okay? Almost okay. got ahead of myself. I hope everybody has a Merry Christmas, safe travels, and we'll see you next week here on House Talk Radio. That's this week's episode of House Talk Radio, brought to you by the Tough Talk Radio Network. If you'd like to be a guest of the show, go to housetalkradio.com. Thank you for listening, and don't forget to join us next week for another episode. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.